0: The high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unopinion. My name is George Lamb. I'm Richard Serrett.
1: This is Gotti Willis.
0: I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. It's great to be here.
2: Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the one that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris and Paul. I'm sure I'm excited for another exciting episode of Coast to Coast PM today. I am as well, Chris. Today we're going to be listening to a August 22nd, 2004 Art Bell episode where he holds open lines and tries to get some time travelers to call in. Perfect. That's what we're looking for, baby. We need some time travelers to tell us what's going on in the future because everything is so uncertain these days. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, it's it's jugglers throwing balls up in the air. Are we going to hit the ground? Are we going to get caught? Are we going to be juggled again? A difficult part about being alive is the uncertainty that comes with the future, Chris. But today we are going to uh, shed a little light on that that dark future that we're all looking at. The only thing that's certain is death and taxes, Paul. Very true. This is actually our second Art Bell Time Traveler open lines as well, Chris. Uh, Astute Patreon listeners will recall that we did a previous episode on this, but we had to do one for the public feed. The people have been clamoring for it. That's right. Uh, They're hollering from the streets. We need Art Bell Time Traveler open lines. They are indeed. But before we get to that, Chris, we have to check in with our good friend Tim Banal at the Coast to Coast AM blog. Tim, time today's article: Funeral chain slammed for sending Valentine's Day cards to nursing home. Don't love that. That is <laughs> that is cringe. Is that, that is bad ultimate, taste? That is ultimate cringe. But you know what? Here's the funny thing. One, I bet some of those elderly folks that was probably the only Valentine's card they got. Two, they probably put it up on like their mantle or their dresser or something. Three, they probably will use that in their will. They're like, well, the nice people at the Richardson's and Sons funeral home sent me a card and I thought it was very nice. So that's who's burying me now. And that's the thing, man, is that, you know, we'll get into it. But was this just effective marketing? They know their target audience. I think this may just be, you know, late stage American capitalism. I, you know, I think it's very possible, but let's find out. A chain of funeral homes in England is under fire for what some contend was a rather macabre marketing scheme in the form of Valentine's Day cards that the company sent to a nursing home. So now you've completely changed my whole mind about this because it's British. Yes. Is that a big difference for you? So it's definitely like an awful, terrible thing. Okay, okay, it's yeah. it's immediately worse. It's immediately yeah. worse because these are the Brits. That's fair. The misguided at best gesture reportedly came to light on Wednesday when the White Gates Care Center in the community of La, La, La Lame uh, received the lavish-looking holiday missives in the mail. I just assumed Valentine's Day was a made-up American holiday to sell candy and cards. So you're telling me the rest of the world is celebrating this kind of semi-BS holiday. I can confirm that at least in the UK, they are celebrating. Yeah. Eh, they're essentially the American sphere. Like we used to be the Anglosphere, right? Mm. About a hundred years ago, you would have been like, yeah, we're just kind of essentially a, a minor partner to the Brits, but they are really the minor partner to us now. I mean, they're our foothold into Europe. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, true. they got, they got so mad about being called European. They dropped out of the EU. I hear that's mostly why they did that. And they were like, we're not European, we promise. And we're like, well, well you're certainly not American. <laughs> Don't, you, we're, you're not joining us. We need to colonize them. It's it's our turn yeah. to, to get some payback here. Those wobbly knees and those awful teeth, that's not coming into our gene pool. I do kind of want the monarchy though i just feel like it would be fun to have a monarch that has no power you want to go to a figurehead only monarchical system in america isn't yeah. that what the president is anyways at this point we're getting close to it we're getting i was close gonna to say it. dude. no matter what they're just gonna be doing their pants like they're not making any of the actual decisions it's a well, pure ceremonial position at this point i mean the few speeches we get from biden these days just like mumble mumble ice cream cookies is yum yum and that's it that's 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 what the president does now like he just sits and eats ice cream and poops his pants i think this is a record-breaking four minutes before we got to poop in the pants chris congratulations poop poop, poop pants biden well you know to be fair trump has poop pants too They really should be the ones receiving these Valentine's Day cards from the funeral home. Like, both of our presidents should have gotten these cards as well. They are the correct age. But moving on, Chris, to the article. However, many of the residents were understandably put off when they opened the cards and read that they were sent with love. The local branch of the funeral chain, T.H. Sanders and Sons. That's a good name for a funeral chain th sanders are you kidding me i want like a bucket of chicken to go with it i know right i feel like the first two like my, my first two names don't have good enough letters for me to use them like that but th strong your pr strong. and that, that's no good you can't don't be... give my information out chris oh i just said pr don't don't you don't do that okay fine well anyways it's not good well ca isn't that great either whatever as one might imagine, relatives of the nursing home oh. residents were aghast to hear of the incidents. With one man declaring, "It's appalling for a funeral director to be trying to attract new customers by targeting the vulnerable elderly people." Do you call yourselves a customer when you're at the funeral home? I Is guess so. You're... They are customers. Are. It's a. Like, it's at the end of the day, it's the capitalist enterprise, right? Like yeah. you are buying services and goods. From these people, it just happens to be a casket and you're dead and you're not really enjoying any of it. But it's more for the people in your life and not really you. But I guess at the end of the day, you are the customer. Yeah, you're the clientele for sure. Yeah. Um, Do people put in their wills? I guess they do where they're getting buried. So I know a lot of people buy the plot of land before they they buy the plot for, you know, especially like husbands and wives Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I mean, especially in the South, there's whole family plots. Mm hmm. And if you're an important enough person, there's like special cemeteries for you to be buried in, you know, and I'm sure a lot of that is, is done beforehand. Yeah. Most likely I wish that I was that important Um, or what would be fun is to have land and have a family plot. That would also be cool where it's like, you know, a little private family cemetery. I'll I'll start working on that. Just put my body in the dumpster, dude. I want to be one of those people that go into the tree pods and the tree grows out of you and then the family can visit the tree send me to the landfill dude i don't even care well i'll make sure to tell your wife to <laughs> dump you in a landfill if i if you die before me indicating that he now plans to take his mom out of the nursing home the man mused that luckily we managed to hide it away before mom could see it as it would have been devastating <laughs> Or they couldn't even read the Valentine's Day card. Could you imagine from a funeral home? That's a little lame. That's a little lame. Honestly, I hope that when I'm old, I have a better sense of humor than that. things are grown people at yeah. the end of the day. Like, you know, I, I get like dementia or something like that. But even if they had dementia, they're not gonna remember the card anyways. Yeah, so who really cares? So it's like, geez, let's settle down a little bit. We all need a little bit thicker skin. Like, as a society, we all need a little bit thicker skin. We're all bruising way too easily these days. And if anyone should be able to handle it, it should be, you know, the boomer generation who is now going into nursing care facilities. They should they should have this now. They're fine. The br- this These are the children that got bombed during World War II <laughs> and a Valentine's Day card from a funeral home is gonna send him over the edge that's a great point they would have been kids during the blitz most likely Uh, getting freaking bombs (laughs) oh lord settle down his outrage was echoed by the charitable foundation center for aging better which called the cards an utterly appalling stunt keep calm and carry on you brits jeez Meanwhile, the nursing home tried to assure residents and their relatives that the cards were simply a case of an area business trying to brighten their loved one's holidays. Quote, we're deeply embedded within the local community, they said, and we value the support and engagement of all our neighbors, including T.H. Sanders. You know why I don't think World War III would ever happen? Because they would have to have like a restorative justice circle and like pass around bags of popcorn. And, like, we'd have to talk about our feelings. And it's like, nobody, nobody has enough wherewithal to get out of the couch and stop watching television or, like, running to their computer and be like, my grandmother got a Valentine's Day card from a blah, funeral home and I'm mad. And it's like, that's why World War Three would never happen, dude, because, like, we're so freaking lazy pod people that we have to get out of our pods. Well, Chris, for the most part, apparently, the funeral home chain seemingly recognized how the cards could easily be misconstrued and issued a statement saying that they deeply regret any unintended distress. What's the over-under that they actually did, though, gain some clients out of this stunt? I guarantee you they did. They definitely, there's no bad PR, dude. We are now talking about this funeral home over in the UK. I mean, you know what, what else is difficult, too? I feel like it has to be hard being a funeral home because how do you appropriately target the audience? Who's most likely to use your services because apparently you can't send them nice cards. Yeah. You target them on Instagram. You know, I don't know. Facebook probably two for one deals. Is that it? That's the way to, that's the way to get it going. (laughs) Two for one deals at the funeral home. It's just a very important service, and I do feel bad that they can't really target their audiences appropriately because I'm constantly getting spam mail from everyone that I ever gave my information to. I get cards from my dentist, for God's sake, dude. Like yeah, we will do. I feel like y- you should be able to get a card from a funeral home. I don't know. That's just me. Listen, I don't really, at the end of the day, I don't really feel bad for funeral homes because it's an inflation-proof business. Mm-hmm. People never stop dying. It's true. That is true. And, uh, you know, you get a pandemic, you get a nice little bump. Business was booming for sure. Boom! I am crossing my fingers for the day when I can download my brain into a computer, and then maybe I'll never have to die, Chris. But I still oh, have to do something with my body. I want to die. I, I, I want the blackness and the darkness. I want to be want in a computer. I want to be. I want to be re. I want to be re combined into the galactic conscious bubble and then just become one with the rest of the universe and i think that's going to be a really magical moment and i don't really mm-hmm. want to miss out on that by being in a freaking computer are you kidding me yeah but did it you sucks. see the black mirror episode of it sucks, dude. saying Man, something computer would suck i would never want to be digitized i would never want to be digitized I'm going to be first in line. I'm going to be too poor to do it. It's going to be a rich person only thing. I am certain. So Elon Musk is going to get his ass digitized and I'll never get to join. But if I ever can, I'm going to do it. And I'm also going to sign up to go to Mars and it's going to be great. It's kind of like vaping, dude. Vaping is like digitized smoking. And I legitimately, if I smoke a cigarette versus if I vape, or if I smoke weed versus doing a weed vape, it's two completely different things, man. And it's like shorter and it kind of like doesn't last as long and it sucks a little worse on all accounts than like having the natural, beautiful leaf and, and actually combusting it with flame and creating real smoke that goes into my lungs, into my aviolas and the tar builds up. That's the good stuff. That That is the good stuff, Chris. Mostly tar. <laughs> well let's get to our episode from august 22nd 2004 art Bell's time traveler open lines just got into iraq yes yes we did just get into iraq it took me a second to pivot we just got into the iraq war i'm still realizing from your pro tar stance that it took me a minute i'm telling you dude the more and more i think about it Forcing our representatives in Congress to smoke cigars the whole time they're in that building, that's a thats a beautiful policy platform. I just well, love it so much. This is the last comment smoking before we get to the episode, but I think it actually did help because Churchill was uh, in office until he was like 80 years old, and one thing we know about nicotine is that it does stave off dementia, so that's maybe right. if Joe Biden smoked more cigarettes yeah. we'd be in a better spot right now that's bingo. all i can say bingo all right let's continue on though chris open lines time traveler episode let's get to art bell kicking it off
0: am with art bell it is indeed and our lines are absolutely open so if you've got a really compelling story a very compelling story of some sort then we want to hear from you if you're a time traveler Feel free to use any line you're able to get through on. I'm always, always, always interested in time travelers. This is Open Lines, coast to coast AM and well beyond.
2: I always love that lightning bolt. Makes it's me. Very, very cool. And I just, I, I just, it's just a mastery of the radio is mm-hmm. what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. I very mean, just so. a, a wizard, a wizard of, catho ray tubes you know and that's what's a bummer is that i don't know if anyone else is really on our bells level anymore because i think radio has generally gone downhill you know and it's like saying there's no walter cronkite anymore i mean there's just you're comparing apples and oranges but it does suck it does there's suck. no edward r murrow there's no where not... are the murrows where is our walter cronkite chris yeah Who does America trust? No one. We shouldn't have trusted them. We shouldn't have trusted them at the time. It was like that. It's always been smoke and mirrors, Paul. I always always been smoke and mirrors. Everyone always talks about like the news is lying to you now. And I'm like, they're not any different than they were before. It's just before we didn't have other sources. It's like uh, the lying New York Times. It's like, bro, they were lying in the 1850s. They were to much, much to the 1850s, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> they made up crap to get America into wars all the time. They reported all on the giants time. being found in New Mexico in like Loft. 1910. Like, come they on. It was tra- it's always been a... It, the only place the New York Times belongs is at the bottom of a birdcage to pick up the poop. Oh, hush. I love their crosswords. You don't have their crossword app. I do. Oh, I got like I got like fifteen of their crossword books. Yeah, so. they're great. They're great. Uh, I also like their the New York Times cooking app. They have really good short recipes that are really easy I'm to follow. So we're not. So. It, not one of you Coasternauts better buy a subscription to New York Times because Paul said something positive about it. That's it's a I great said. deal. You can get a bundle of their uh, word games uh, and the the cooking. Uh, you know uh, me. I'm a I'm a liberal elite deep down. those are my people all right so we have a variety of people calling in today uh we will get to some time travelers but we're going to start off with some various other open line stories so we'll start off with the guy who saw a clown chris
3: yeah and uh i'm calling up from uh asperia and i have a story to tell you uh, basically i'll make it fast because i know you have a lot of callers um this clown appeared to me and my wife at night first i just saw some bushy Orange hair in the doorway. A clown. Yeah.
0: You should be calling George with this, but okay.
3: Basically, I hadn't seen it, so I know that that my mind wasn't in that mindset at all. And then it just stood in the doorway and it had the big shoes and a a half moon and star kind of a a configuration on on its outfit. Yes. Then it moved over. To where my wife was and it just stared at her
0: <laughs> About this time
3: i you know my heart started racing You now it does and the adrenaline starts rushing and you start kind of panicking you know and i said i tapped my wife and i go and he says just tell me I, i'm not going to tell you what it is what's at the foot of the bed yes she got up and her eyes get bigger saucers and she screams and she dives underneath the covers and, she, and i asked what did you see and he said there's a clown at the foot of the bed and so i i uh became kind of uh, angry at this point. And, and I got up and I went to squeeze the clown's neck. And right when I went to sque- squeeze the clown's neck, there was nothing there. It disappeared.
2: Did Art call out George right there at the beginning when he says, I got a clown story to tell him? He's like, well, you should really call George about that. No, no, he wasn't calling the clown. George okay. really likes clown stories. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I, I was like, was Art just like subtly calling George a clown? <laughs> that, That's what I thought he yeah. meant. That's what I thought he meant. That's so. So, but the shade comes much later, like mid okay. the desert Art Bell in 2015 talks shit on George. Yeah. Um, but no, on this one he was just referencing that you need to tell George the story. George legitimately, it. okay. Yeah. All right, so my first thought after getting over the thought that art (laughs) is calling George Nori a clown, which I thought was hilarious though. I did think it was very funny, like very subtle dig. Um, The other thing that I thought was that like kind of came up into my mind was we've now have had several stories from Timmy about people dressing up as clowns or other type things. And like, breaking into people's houses and trying to scare them or you know walking around neighborhoods as bigfoot and you know trying to get people to see you do you think this was legitimately somebody dressed up as a clown scary just like trying to scare this couple i don't know but i think it is possible that maybe this this is a you know the fish was this big type story of there was a guy in an outside window who scared them and it turned into right. like it was at the foot of the bed. Yeah. I think that is a possibility because yeah. apparently people do have an affinity for dressing up as clowns and being weird. Right. I mean, so- we've heard several, we've heard several public clown stories of people doing weird things. Yes, yes, it is a big one. And uh, I think that is a strong possibility because if this guy is being truthful, uh, it is very odd that it was a shared delusion by this guy and his wife, short of right. some sort of clown spirit. Maybe if someone died in their clowning outfit uh, inside the house, that would be a possibility. A clown has died here. Yeah, that that could be a reason why. But short of that, I don't know why a creepy clown would show up as a, a phantom in this person's house. You think uh, Father Malachi would pick up on that? He's like, I'm, I'm thinking this spirit is a clown. <laughs> Father Malachi picks up on everything. <laughs> this uh, I'm getting a red nose, and I'm getting <laughs> crazy hair. Malachi Martin thought that someone having a cold was a demon infestation, so I'm sure this would have been a demon story to him. In the biblical sense, he's not wrong. That's true. There, That's why we say God bless you when you sneeze. Yes. It's all demons. Well, we... Kicked off strong with that cloud story, Chris. Um, We have another woman who calls in saying that uh, the government has an underground city at Roswell, which is very fun.
4: I'm going to talk about Roswell, New Mexico. I lived there for almost 14 years. Really? Really. Um, There's a lot of strange things, not just in Roswell. There's a place called La Luz Canyon, and uh, there's an underground city there
0: that the government
4: has going on.
0: How do you know about that?
4: Well,. we were all over there. A friend of mine used to live there, and uh, our kids, being uh, preteens obviously not listening, took off, and they were gone for several hours. Uh, a good 15 hours, we were scared to death. Sure. And uh, then got, uh, these gentlemen brought the kids back, and uh, we call them men in black, you know, for lack of a better term.
0: So you think they stumbled into this underground facility and men in black or their equivalent brought, right, right brought your children home uh
4: what the kids had said there was a great big fan but it wasn't going and they crawled crawled between the blades and they said there was just like great big huge corridors yeah, lit up
0: it would have been a ventilation system yeah
4: exactly and uh they were just often wandering around in there and they 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 they
2: were caught and they were detained
0: that's totally freaky uh
2: yes scared scared us to death i believe that story almost 100 percent It sounds like the kids walked into a missile silo. Something like that. I mean, something along those lines. And here's the thing. There are giant underground military bunkers all over the desert. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, like you were saying, were missile silos. But a lot of those missile silos have become, you know, there's nuclear storage facilities all over the place down there, too. Like, no telling what those kids stumbled on. Yeah. And you can buy them now too because some of them have, um, you know, gone into disrepair, aren't right. being used, and people buy them as personal bunkers now. If you got a couple of mill in the our, bank. We talked about it in our preppers yep. episode. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was pretty fun for those pre teens uh, stumbling into a, a military base. That would be a story. I wish I did that when Terrifying. I was 12. Terrifying. I don't think so. I don't I think, I think as soon as I saw the giant ventilation uh, fan that I would have been like, guys, we're not going into that because it would have brought me straight to Men in Black. Mm. If you remember, there's a giant ventilation in that building that they first go into that then takes them all the way underground to the Men in Black headquarters. Yes, yes. If I saw something like that, dude, I would be like, that's where I'm going. And I don't think I want to go see down there if I was not invited. Like those kids probably got picked up pretty quickly. Imagine if they stumbled onto like the actual UFOs or the alien bodies that were hidden down there. Or just generally any sort of real base. They could have gotten shot. Yeah. So uh, they they have shoot to kill signs out on on some of these bases. Like you're right. not allowed to go in them. So that that's, that's why. I mean, do you remember when all those kids uh, had the Area 51 Naruto run? Yeah. I mean, that's why none of them actually ended up doing it because they were like, "We will get shot and killed." That was a great moment of internet history. Actually, be, really be breaking was. into Area 51. That was really, really quite tasty. funny yeah what a beautiful thing to have happened. The only cool thing that I ever did when we were kids, like in terms of going somewhere where you shouldn't is that we had that abandoned amusement park in our town. yeah I went to go see that once, but that's not that interesting. I broke into the into the mall in our town, yeah and got in trouble for that. We got caught by the police, yeah, you're worse than me. You're a I bad know. kid. I know well, we do have a caller, Chris, who does claim that he did meet a time traveler. So we can get into a little time travel now.
5: All right, I didn't travel, but uh, the person I met did.
0: You met a time traveler. You're sure?
5: Well, I'm. You've got to hear me out on this. When I was in Las Vegas, I was at the MGM. Well, anyway, what what I was doing was sitting there, kind of sulking over my loses, my losses. But uh, <laughs> anyway, this man walked up with a with a suit on, and he was kind of a movie star looking kind of guy with the dark hair slick back vaseline almost like the late 30s or 40s um, and he just he sat down and I I thought he looked pretty rough and he 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 said go to the flamingo and, and I said what do you what do you say and he said go to the flamingo and play in the table in front of me
0: really and,
5: and I said well I, don't, I in,
0: don't in front of him
5: that's what he said in
0: other words he was going to be there as well to point the way
5: he a play the table in front of me. Yeah,
0: got you. All right.
5: So anyway, I asked him if he wanted to drink, because I used to drink uh, scotch, and he said, I'd love a scotch, and he took a scotch, and he walked away.
0: Yeah. And
5: I asked the bartender, I said, have you ever saw him before? And he said, well, I, I didn't really see who you were sitting by, I did not see anybody sit by you tonight. And uh, as I watched him go up the escalator, he, he, he sort of disappeared. Hmm. But there was a lot of people at the MGM. This was the night of the Tyson fight.
0: Oh, yeah. So I'm sure you beat feet to the Flamingo, right?
5: Well, I went out and got in the bus, and I'd never ridden in a bus in my life, a public bus. It was 4 in the morning. Yes, sir. And I went down and just went. I wasn't sure exactly where the Flamingo was at that time, but there it was. And so I walked in the main door. And I walked around the blackjack tables, because that's my favorite game. Yes. And I never did see this gentleman standing by a table. And I, I thought to myself, well, this is crazy. And then I looked over to the left, and there's a cardboard figure of a person full size.
0: You've got to be kidding. And but- I, didn't
5: know who, I didn't know who it was at all. And I asked one of the dealers, I said, well, who's that cardboard figure? Because it looked just like the guy I'd met at the Flamingo. Yes. And he said, well, that's Bugsy Siegel.
0: Oh, I, I said, God, you got, I mean, he's a I, father
5: I of crazy. Las Vegas. That's what he told me. He said, "That's Bugsy Siegel."
0: That's the founding yeah. father of the city well, over the hill.
5: Well, anyway, he was his cardboard statue or figure was right there.
0: So you played?
5: I played and won seven thousand
0: dollars. Oh my God!
2: That really seems like more of a uh, spirit than a than a time travel much more of a ghost story than a time travel story yeah yeah definitely i can you imagine the founder of of las vegas coming to you and be like go cable at this place i'm doing what he says A 100 i would do what he says i'm doing what he says yeah i mean that is a way to make some serious money and it sounds like that seven thousand dollars was a big deal for this guy i mean this is 2004 money that's like what a million dollars (laughs) Seven- <laughs> i was gonna say Dave, i'd love to have seven thousand dollars right now <laughs> that i gambled and what are you kidding me that would be that's great man. money i, I gave won it a couple her. hundred do- yeah i was gonna say i won a couple hundred dollars when i went out and played and thought i was a big time mac i immediately lost a hundred dollars the only time i've ever been in a casino and i immediately quit i was like "This." what sucks. are you playing uh roulette that's why you're a dummy i lost so no dumb. well here's what I happened i can't believe that i'd be bet, ashamed of you i bet on red five times in a row with 20 bucks each time and i lost each time that's awful that's so it, terrible roulette you're so oh my god dude that's <laughs> awful go play blackjack go play blackjack what i are don't you doing? know how to play poker well i thought i should do the thing that is just pure chance and i lost no 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 no, so, you got to give yourself a little bit of chance. Didn't go great. Didn't go great for me. I'm well, ashamed. Next up, we have a caller who saw something kind of spooky on the road, Chris. Okay.
6: Um, As I'm coming up to the back gate of the Anderson ranch, it's kind of about a 40 mile an hour curve. And uh, I've drove the road most of my life and I'm doing about, I guess, 75, 80. And uh, in the middle of the road was a bright, bright, Luminous, uh, have you ever seen a chem light,
0: mm.
6: like a uh, marker light? Oh, yes, yes, sure. It about the size of a basketball,
0: huh.
6: flowing in the road.
0: Just on the road or above Hover, the road? No, hovering oh, kind of in the headlight. Hovering. Mm.
6: I slammed on the brakes and just looked at this thing and had no clue what to do, and it disappeared just no shot off into space no nothing just disappeared Mm -hmm. so i'm sitting there wondering you know what to do or you know not knowing what to do and i start to accelerate and i'm driving below the speed limit around this curve and as i get around the curve you can't see it but as my lights come around there's a herd of cattle in the road and they're all black angus and had this thing not been there
0: you'd have been in a collision
6: I'd, I'd have been seriously injured or dead what i was you, just wondering if what, you ever heard anything like that
0: yes I have what do you think uh, what do you think that was I mean if you were forced to guess now with all these years of reflection what do you think uh, that was what do you think uh, it might have been
2: a light in the middle of the road I have no clue is mm. isn't that pretty big in the UFO world the uh the kind of smaller orbs that have different colors and the different colors have different meanings yeah usually they are high in the sky though i don't hear about them being like hovering over a rope very often though i see i for some reason i think this is this is actually now a relatively common discussion arc in ufo you ufology yeah i was mainly thinking of like ghost lights or spook lights of ghosts that keep people from getting into car crashes which i feel like you do hear a lot where someone sees something spooky on the road they slow down and they like would have died yeah we could be dealing with a spirit type thing here or some kind of energy or something but i'm pretty sure this is a, a pretty discussed phenomenon in the in the ufo community there are a lot of silver orbs. I know that the government has been yeah. catching on their spooky satellites, right? But I also imagine those could turn colors. And if it's an orange color, I would imagine that would be kind of like a danger ahead, almost. You know, anything kind of in the reddish reddish spectrum, I feel like is is kind of like a bad color. Maybe almost it's kind of a a a, a mix between caution and danger, right? Yellow being caution. Red being danger, he's seeing kind of an orange color if he didn't slow down. Like, the the herd of cattle isn't going to hurt him, but if he's traveling at 80 miles per hour on the road and doesn't see him, he gets into a, a serious accident, right? And so it's just kind of being like, slow down, make sure you know what you're doing. Do you think that aliens would intervene in situations like that, where just a random person could potentially get injured? This is something in which I'm uh, I'm agnostic on. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I think I think it would be like a, you know, no one else is really around. Let's just kind of be, you know, like what they're just like knights, yeah, right. And it wasn't. They're not. They didn't do really anything. They're like, oh, we got caught, you know. But okay, this guy could like die. Let's not let this guy die, you know. It was you know, there's nothing special about it or anything like that. But it's just like, and then they're off, and then. I don't know. I don't know if they can like tell if like people aren't going to, he's like, this is a guy that isn't going to ask questions. You know what I mean? I wonder Mm -hmm. if they're like able to somehow sense that, you know, it's just like, he's like, you know, I love art because art is like, he wants to have a conversation about like whatever weird thing this guy believes that it is. Yeah. Yeah. But this guy is just like, just light in the road i mean and for all we know if aliens are in some way guiding our development maybe there was a ripple effect of not letting this guy die and they had to watch over him who knows it, it would be it would be how how much they are able to anticipate the future um that's i imagine that we will be able to make anticipations right and things could change depending on different outcomes right and but I would imagine that there would, at the end of the day, be enough variation because we're just dealing with so much different variables that you couldn't you couldn't have any real predictive ability for some time. But maybe this guy was supposed to call art and then we're supposed to listen in 2024 and talk about it and message. Bigger and bigger about the orange orbs that are warning us about Black Angus in the middle of the road. And now even more lives will be saved because of our podcast, Chris. That is the winning theory, I think, of what actually occurred. I agree. I I certainly (laughs) agree. (laughs) Well, getting into UFOs, we got a couple UFO callers coming up. So we have one caller that has a pretty specific UFO theory she wants to get into.
1: Um, I'm calling from Hawaii. Oh great! And I just wanted to let you know that um, I have a very strange theory. I think about all of the UFOs and things that are happening out there. I believe that we're being monitored, and I have an idea that more of us have been abducted than people think. And I think it's probably ancestral.
0: Well, a straight straight-on question: uh, Do you believe that you have been abducted?
1: Oh, most definitely. I thought so. Yeah, I, I, I believe three generations of my family has. Really? Yes. <laughs>
0: why do you think you've been abducted?
1: Well, I I had an experience where I remembered being abducted, but it was in the past long ago, and you didn't talk about things like that. And, in fact, that's why I didn't give you my name because... That's <laughs>
0: How distinct are your memories of the abduction?
1: Um, well, we went to bed at night, and like we normally do, we got in underneath the covers, and we woke up the next morning, and our bedspread was on us, and the sheets was on top of the bedspread. (laughs) And I had a mark on my arm that was like a burn that had never been there, and we had strange remembrances of something happening during the night.
0: How much can you remember?
1: Some, but not too much. (laughs) um but as far as i know it it wasn't a threatening experience to me
2: I, I do love the idea that this woman knows that she got abducted because she woke up and her sheets were in a different order on her bed right that's, why why that's, would that happen in a different order what does that mean like they're like backwards it's like i've done that before too like if i've had like a pretty restless night my sheets are all over the place was well, was completely like the, different things yeah it was like I the sheet was pants. on top of the comfort. I'm not wearing pants anymore I'm not like oh my god did a spirit come in and take off my pants maybe maybe did according I go to into this a, one did I go into a different dimension that were pants thieves it just wasn't the most compelling abduction story I've ever heard Uh, And I'm also confused why she thinks three generations uh, of her family got abducted. This sounds very much like the people that we often hear who had a thought, and that thought is now real. I recall the memory of waking up and the sheet was in the wrong place, and therefore I was abducted. And I guess the aliens tried to remake the bed, but they're aliens, so they don't know how we make beds. So they couldn't do it properly. I think we may be dealing with a person who was trying to do a bit and did not do a very good job. Well, it's funny that you say that, Chris, because would you like to hear another person that was trying to do a bit and didn't do a great job? Where are all the the time travel stories? They there weren't many this episode. He kept calling it out every break. Uh, we're gonna have another one coming up here in a second, but there's not. A He's talk. like, please, time travel, and everyone's like. Did I tell you about The Clown? (laughs) I think think time traveling fell out of vogue or the screeners were doing a bad job screening. 2004. You know, I feel like we do go through periods of time travel movies. We'll get like Mm -hmm. a, a crank out of them and then nobody wants to talk about time travel because it does start to hurt your brain if you think about time traveling too much. You know, and I almost wonder if we didn't get some steam released from Christopher Nolan doing Inception a couple of years ago, which all made our brains hurt and was close enough to time travel that it was like, all right, well, our brains hurt enough. So we don't need to do time travel for a little bit. Cause I can't really think of a great time travel movie that's come out in the last few years. Yeah, the closest for me would be Interstellar, but that's not interesting. Necessary i mean i guess it's sort of his time travel at the end um it like 20, it's what 2016
1: yeah it was a while ago
2: yeah i think it was 2014 it's 10 years ago now yeah i do love that movie though that is a great movie it's okay it is one of my favorites it's one of my favorites it's all right i love that movie so much all right yeah. next caller says that he's standing next to a ufo chris now we're talking we're getting somewhere now
0: you're on the air coast to coast am with our bell where are you calling from please hello hello
2: um i'm calling
7: from the u.s that's all i can say all right <laughs> um a few months ago uh, one of my i had one of my tech sergeants call in. Uh, he was guarding a faculty, if you will. And, a, 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 uh, he asked me to call in. He
0: was guarding a faculty.
7: Let's uh, let's just say he was guarding something that you guys are looking for, and uh, he convinced me about two weeks ago to call in. I'm his commander. I'm post commander of this faculty, and took me a while to get on with you guys, but here I am.
0: You keep saying faculty. Do you mean facility?
7: <laughs>
0: if you will. Okay. And what is it that your facility does?
7: Well, let's just say I'm looking at something right now that wasn't made in this world.
2: So that's a weak start. We got some more. Yeah. Not strong. Like, my faculty. <laughs> I was like, are you a bunch of teachers? Is that what you're <laughs> trying to say? Like a, you're a professor? my faculty my favorite is art says do you mean facility and then he's like if you will (laughs) (laughs) well if you're gonna hit me with 10 dollar words sir (laughs) i guess so (laughs) so not the most impressive gentleman but he he continues on he has a whole little story he's got to weave some kind of commander though at and i think he's trying to say he's the commander of a base somewhere and probably a secret base he's trying to but my guess is if you're in charge of a base you would know the word facility is my hope (laughs) i've never served but listen (laughs) if you were a good military commander in 2004 you were in iraq and afghanistan (laughs) you weren't at the home base so we may not have had the best commanders overlooking the homeland actually that's a great point i'm pretty sure that we dropped the requirements during the iraq war so maybe he did slip in Uh, this was attrition this was we gotta have a warm body in this spot and they're like he uses faculty for a facility. Is that okay? And it's like, is that the worst thing he does? <laughs> oh, one of the, it sucks, but okay. That's fine. Go with him. At, Put him in deceit. I know that his vocabulary is at a second grade level, but he has a pulse. So <laughs> yeah, uh, he can watch pl- the UFOs. He, The man takes shit better than any commander I've ever seen, sir. I mean, if you think about it, it is sort of genius to have the idiot in charge because no one's going to believe him. He's He already sounds like a jackass. It's crazy. It's great. It's bonkers. This is so, this is all, this is all good. And his, his subordinate told him <laughs> to call into Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell to talk about the things he's seen as the commander of the post. Can you imagine uh, a subordinate going to their commander and saying, hey, I called into Coast to Coast to talk about the UFOs. Can you do the same? You do you it too, into the oh. Yeah, dude, that, We would, you would never even, that conversation would happen and it would have been recorded because everything at a facility like this would be recorded. Well, let's find out what's going on at this faculty. You're right. All right. Let's take, let's take the tinfoil hat off and let's listen to this man tell his story. We're here to learn.
0: Well, All right. Then why don't we go ahead and just, what, what? (laughs) why don't we go ahead and describe it whatever it is or is it it beginning to take off as we speak i hear some weird noise
7: 1979 um, order came down to terminate an unidentified flying object we terminated it all life was uh, hunted down and terminating within 24 hours as per the order and we recovered what was left of the craft and uh, my, my superiors, if you will, well, let's just say <laughs> it's uh, about 280 foot long, probably about 150 feet wide, and there were 17 occupants on board, and it was deemed fit for the human race that we exterminate with extreme, extreme prejudice.
1: Hmm.
7: The life forms on board. We, uh, with the technology uh, that we had at the time, we froze what was left of the occupants on board. You froze them? We froze them. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, I had uh, one of my tech sergeants call in a few months ago. Yes. Uh, he, I believe he talked to a George Norrie. I believe mm. that was his name.
0: That's the information I have, yes.
7: And about, I guess it was 19 months ago, we gave the president a new briefing on the project.
0: You did? President, we B- have Pre- uh, president Bush.
7: We have a $17 million budget with this base. Yes,
0: would that be President Bush?
7: Yes, it would. Uh-huh. We gave him a, um, we told him that we were asking for a, an additional $24 million a year, and he told us he was cutting our budget by half.
0: Oh, not a good idea when you got a big secret like that.
7: Well, not just that. The reason we terminated these people yeah. was uh, the total amount on board, and in order to terminate them, which we ended up doing, we ended up losing about a quarter of our people, which is, I'm not going to say, but it was a lot of people. Well we uh so
0: you you terminated with extreme prejudice in other words ki- how'd you kill them i can't say oh yes you can no <laughs> how'd you kill them big whack over the head or what
7: um well let's just say that uh how we killed them would offend a lot of people
2: what a way to end that clip dude yeah yeah it would offend them it would offend them it would, af- it would offend people how we killed them can't what does that mean? What could that even possibly mean? <laughs> they dropped nukes on him. They used two nukes. Yeah. To blow is that what up. it was? Yeah, it's what it was. Oh my gosh. All right. I can see why the offensive nature of it. But okay. I mean, oh, this is all BS, right? Oh, yeah. No, this guy is, he's not even doing a good job. I, I You know what? I'm going to be, to be fair, I was relatively riveted by the story. I didn't think he did a terrible job. But here's some things that we know as big brain UFO people, right? Multiple extraction teams, right? Why would you do this? So no one group has all the information. Mm -hmm. He's not talking about multiple extraction teams. We've heard from other folks. There's like five, six, seven different extraction teams that are all going in and doing different parts of the like breakdown process of a crashed UFO or whatever it may be, you know what I mean. There's one group that goes in and removes the bodies, and so you got a part of the team that's like, I've never seen a body in my whole entire life. I'm not even sure if there are bodies there. And there's one group that's like, they've only seen the bodies. They only know about the bodies, you know. And so there's just this is how the the government would work. It would they w- would want to break up the process. Not have one doofus who is somehow a commander of a post, like in charge of every single aspect from nuking them to then taking and recovering the bodies and recovering the material and recovering the ship. It's like, it's it's, that's just a bonkers way of anybody doing it. Even all the way back in 2004 under Bush, they just would not have done it, dude. They would have had this thing pre set by the 60s at the latest. I also love the idea that this guy is standing next to it and looking at it. Right. And I'm like, yeah. you have a hard line that calls out from the yes. UFO hangar? Of course. And it's just like sitting there patting it like, <laughs> you wouldn't believe what I'm sitting next to, Art, and just giving it a pat, you know? <laughs> Art, this thing's got a hemi. <laughs> It's he, got a hemmy heart. What he described is the length of a football field. So it's very large as well. It's got a hemmy. So I don't I guess we weren't totally buying that one, Chris, um, which is a bummer. But no, uh I, I also you know what I listen. Him personally, I'm gonna give him like a three and a half because <laughs> the story was pretty good. It was fun. It, it, it was it was better than the other stories we've heard for the most part. So I'm gonna give him that. I, yeah. I was entertained by it. And that's like, if you give me the minimum entertainment, you're good enough. Now, me being a big brain UFO man, I could poke holes into it. But, you know, the the people out in the hinterlands out there before the internet and they're reading like a bootleg copy of Project Blue Book and they're like, I don't know anything about UFOs right now. Just what the Air Force created for me to know. That is an Air Force-created document. All they have is a uh, uh, photocopied version of Behold a Pale Horse. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The good old days. They went to the public library to to copy their friend's version of Behold a Pale Horse.
1: (laughs) They don't know. They don't know
2: like we know. All right, well, let's get to a time traveler, Chris, because we do have a time traveler that does call in
0: shall we? On our specially designated time traveler line, you are on the air.
8: Yes, Mr. Bell.
0: Uh, You're cutting out.
8: Yeah, I had to go out in the middle of nowhere so I could see him coming. Um, I've I've come in more from the past than from the future, and it does not take nearly as much energy as people think to travel time. Oh? No, it's more a manipulation of electromagnetic fields of radio frequencies.
0: Yeah. well, you know, the... uh, the Philadelphia experiment uh, was about exactly that, and I'm not immune to believing what you're saying, uh, that there could be a combination of electromagnetic energy and rotating RF fields and so forth that could cause exactly that. Uh, and you're claiming that's what you have done, and you've come from the past?
8: More from the past, about mid-70s. Your antenna array, that loop antenna array, I haven't seen it, but it sounds like you're real close to actually completing a A fairly large uh, circumference for manipulating an area of time.
0: So you're claiming you came from the 70s, huh? About the mid 70s. About the mid 70s. And is this a discovery, this mechanism to allow time travel? Is it a discovery you made, stumbled on yourself, or others did?
8: It was something I stumbled on, and I have been found and I have been given ground rules to follow. Oh, dude.
2: I don't like that. Do we have more from this guy? We do got more from this guy. All right, good, good. Because I want to say, and I have been given ground rules. I was like, oh, boy, who's they? See, I want to know who they is. I think this guy's doing a good job because that's He's how you do it. You He's know? doing a great job. It works smashing. in sci-fi novels, too. You give yeah. them a little taste of something yep. weird. Mm, and you mm. just got to keep reading to figure it mm, out. Yes, the RF, yes. Tell me more about the RF fields, baby. Come on, rotating RF fields? electromagnetism of course that could send somebody into the future like i have no doubt about that now that's all we know from science is that if you hit the right frequency you're in the future boom i I mean come on this man is smashing it i love it dude 1975 perfect year what a great year to choose are you kidding me Oh my god! I'm loving it so far. Let's go. All right, so let's let's keep rolling. Let's find out about this time traveling governing body. Yeah, what is going on here?
0: Somebody or something found you.
8: Uh, It's uh, a larger organization than just the government. It's pretty. There's the powers that be that control the government. Yes. They also control a group that controls the time.
0: Oh, now this is interesting. Uh, so then there are certain rules to time travel, which apparently were laid down for you. Is that it?
8: Yes. If I violate any of those on this phone call, they'll find me faster than I can leave here.
0: All right. Uh, try and if, if tell me what you can of the rules for time travel. I mean, what are the? Can Can you talk about that at all?
8: Uh, to a certain extent, there are. There's the common sense rules. You're not going to go into, like you say, Vegas and. Uh, make the play the odds in your favor you can to an extent where you need money to survive or to an accomplishment uh, to accomplish a mission
0: but you can't get greedy
8: no no they'll they'll come down on you before you ever get to that point
0: they might we understand the nature of they uh or them
8: your, your illuminati is a close uh, understanding about as close as you're gonna get to it
0: you believe the illuminati are the guardians of the secret
8: they're no it's an organization that's uh it's the illuminati illuminati would pale in a comparison of their barbarism uh i would say the illuminati is what they have propagated as you know kind of their cover
2: yeah there's an illuminati inside the illuminati we all know that I mean, it's how the Illuminati were formed is they yeah. formed inside the Freemasons. Yeah. It's it's turtles all the way down. It's turtles all the way down, dude. <laughs> if Once you penetrate the first circle, that's the thing. You've only penetrated the first mm-hmm. circle. There are so many levels, and then it's just like the Rothschilds at the top. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's just a constant nesting yeah. doll, much like our government's UFO <laughs> programs, Of secret societies whose esoteric power grows the deeper you get in. You start with the Freemasons. They have some political power. Uh, Then you get to the Illuminati who have more, like, you know, spiritual control of Earth. And then you get to the Illuminati's Illuminati, which control time. Yeah, dude. And this is, you know, it's like, this is how I know George Soros isn't that big of a deal. Because he's playing in politics. If you Mm -hmm. are playing in politics like George Soros does... You're not even close to the top of the pyramid. yeah. do you think these time traveler authority guys care about our politics? No they got bigger fish to fry. they're looking at like the like hyper banking guys, the ones that like control national currencies. like those are the ones that are the, the the people behind the machine. you know what I mean They're like these guys that we've heard of don't know anything. Yeah, dude. They're living in a fourth dimensional reality. Yeah. We're fifth, dim and higher, yes. man. Yes. We're yes, above dude. it. I love the idea of being a part of an organization that patrols time. <laughs> That's maybe the coolest idea I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it immediately reminded me of uh, Marvel because they have what's called the time, uh, Was it, like the time something authority um it's it's the tva the only reason i know that is because yeah. tennessee valley authority right but i was it's, gonna say like the federal time agency yeah it's, it's it like, would definitely be like it, it would be bureaucratized <laughs> for sure Almost you have the appropriate inst- permits for this time yeah. travel instantaneously they would bureaucratize this thing yeah well, let's we got one more clip from this guy uh, who oh, a little or to All say right. about like some potential cool. issues you could run into.
0: Any ill effects because of time travel?
8: Not that I've experienced. Uh, some of the ill effects that I've heard of, which is why they want me to use their equipment, yes. are in for instance materializing 30 or 40,000 feet above the ground.
0: That would be bad.
8: Yeah, it's more getting stuck in a magnetic stream outside the stratosphere or you know, you you kind of pull in on the wrong spot, is what they're explaining to me. I don't understand a lot of what I did or how I did it
1: mm-hmm. you know,
8: or how it worked. All I know is I, I turned it on. I said, what the heck, let's try it. And I came out in about 1993.
0: I'm trying to even imagine what it would be like to jump 20 years. I mean, the technology and the world would have changed so much in 20 years that it would be well, almost hard to get around.
8: Yeah, the, the garage was is it was the, the people that lived in the place that I hopped into where I would left, they had completely remodeled the garage. I felt like I just stepped into a different room. And when I went walking back into the house and all my parents' furniture was gone, I, and
1: here, here they
8: are with these cordless phones and everything, I kind of flipped out. Huh. And, of course, they flipped out when they saw me.
0: I'm sure they did. They probably thought, my God, it's a ghost or worse.
2: Dude, he did a great job. Dude <laughs> did a great job. He smashed it. He absolutely smashed it. That is a really That's funny scenario, it. though, if you think about yeah. it. Like, just showing up in someone's garage, you know, 20 yeah. years in the future, you're like, whoa, who are you? You're, you're, like, wearing bell bottoms and, like, an acid wash shirt, and they're <laughs> like, what? And you're just like, I used to live here 20 years ago. Sorry about it. But the, the other thing you brought up, though, about ending up, you know, way too high above the Earth, there's something I think is interesting because this is yeah. one of the issues with time travel that Ellen talks it about did. is the fact it, it that if you jump through space-time, we're constantly moving through space right. on Earth. Right. So you would need to jump to, like, the exact moment where Earth yes. was yes x number of years in the past or future yes you can't just jump randomly otherwise you end up floating in outer space yes so i kind of like that yeah and 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 that does it, it starts to get to a weird place it's like so is the place around you moving in time are you moving in time with the moment in space that you're there's so many This is what I'm saying why I think we don't really see a lot of time travel movies anymore is because you really start picking apart the material aspects of time travel and things just start breaking apart immediately. Mm -hmm. Ooh, there is a TV show on Amazon. It's an Amazon original called Periphery. And they did time travel pretty well. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's they they just went with they went with every time it just splits off into a new a new world. Yeah, I think that's the only clean way to do it. It 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 really does help a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It really does. So I thought they did a pretty good job, but that's really one of the and I and it's not that's not like a TV show I hear a lot of people talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well we got one more time traveler, Chris. We can see how Go he ahead. does as well. Let's do it.
9: I would give you my name, but you probably already have it with the automatic number identification or CNA that's attached to your phone lines.
0: You think so? I'll
9: make it I'll make it very simple. Okay, we used to take airplanes out of Las Vegas and fly to a classified center where we installed huge antenna arrays to monitor magnetic rifts. Okay, we also installed large antenna arrays to talk to the satellites for the government. Okay, where a lot of interesting stuff went on. Okay? Okay. Now, the problem is, is ever since I left that facility, I've been having extreme headaches, and I choked down bottles of aspirin ever since. And a lot of other people who have left that facility are in the same condition, okay? I've heard that. And, and uh... I've ended up going to military doctors to have cancer removed. We've signed documents saying that if we get sick after leaving the facility, since the, since the facility doesn't exist, uh, it never happened. Unfortunately, the medical bills don't go away and stuff like that, so if anybody else there, is out there hearing, I hope they, they figure out a solution to this area that we went to. Okay, there, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Bush has already re-signed an order to reclassify the areas that we were in that's correct uh so discussing any information within the area would have me in jail so far that let's see the way they put it would they'd have to send uh fruit roll-ups to me in the form of sunshine (laughs) you know
2: uh, (laughs) that's not the
0: way they put it
2: this is good stuff so far because a lot of it is ringing true yeah we're not taking care of our vets that adds up yes for sure Yes. Well, and 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 it reminds me of our Dr. Delirium episode, mm-hmm. where you had these guys who got tested on. I mean, these are American soldiers who got tested experimental chemicals on that literally messed up their brains and couldn't talk to anybody about it, couldn't tell their doctors about it, couldn't get help for it. You have... I mean, I think it was like dozens of soldiers who commit suicide. You have others with decades-long PTSD. Like, this is all, this is all adding up. Oh, I'll track it, man. I'll track it. Well, let's find out what he was doing there. He's doing a good job. Yeah.
9: Uh, these experiences in time that people are experiencing with the clocks and that. Yes. It's called accelerated time. The government has been watching it it's a, a phenomenon that's going on in the universe it's accelerated time and basically what happens is you'll be sitting around you'll go to you go to bed and you'll wake up and you'll feel like you slept three or four hours and your clock has only gone an hour
1: mm-hmm.
9: or you'll or you'll lose 45 minutes and, and feel extremely exhausted they've been experimenting with this and trying to realize and understand it
0: and you're saying in those, area, those areas in which you you traveled in that's where the experimentation is being done Yes. Experimentation All right, well, I...
9: with special, with special aircraft, with magnetic fields, and everything else. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, information, misinformation flowing around to keep people uh, out of the areas and that stuff. Believe me, if anybody wants to go out there and 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 even I, you know think that they can get close they can and, can't, and it's, shot, it's a very we've, good we've, we've,
0: it's a very good yeah i know it's a very good way to end up uh either shot or in jail most likely in jail that's the first order and you just don't try to get uh close to these areas out in the desert there are signs that say deadly force authorized and they are serious about that
2: this guy is sounding legit yeah yeah i mean and i and i can only imagine Especially as somebody who was um, screwed with in this way, that had serious problems and did not get the care taken for them. I would want to tell somebody. Yeah, yeah, I would too. And it also wouldn't shock me if the government was doing something weird with electricity or magnets back in yes, like the 90s 100%. or the eighty. percent. That's oh not dude, wild. No, no, no this is not shocking at all. They're I'm sure they were doing crazy things with airplanes, you know, trying to get them like hypersonic and things like that. I'm sure they were doing all kinds of weird stealth stuff. I'm sure they were I mean, we were just really figuring out how to manipulate electromagnetism. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the I'm sure the the science nerds were probably going insane with the theoretical implications of all the science we had just learned in the decades after world war ii yeah i mean and if we learned anything from that dr delirium episode like you said it's that the government does some dumb shit yeah and and it's not even dumb dude because it works like we you know one of the things we have is like the bumbling government and it's like they can be highly effective when they want to. If there is a real a real willpower and resources, they can get something done. And so, and here's the thing, a lot of the times it's not good. Like when they, the things they do best are the worst things, right? They can't figure out how to, you know, give free energy to all the U.S., but we can figure out how to create a hydrogen bomb in a couple of years. We can figure out how to make more and more effective airplanes that drop more and more bombs on people. But we can't figure out how to feed everyone and house everyone. We can't do that. But we can do the bad stuff really well. Yeah, priorities, Chris. Come on. We need more hydrogen bombs. Uh, I do think that this also points to a, a lack of imagination that I think we now have around electricity and right. magnetism that we used yes. to have. Tesla, baby. I, Pass I miss love. those days that yes. I never got to live through of the magic of electricity. Well, you're part of the problem. You want to be put into a computer. Then it would be pretty magical and it would be electric. So you're right and And so, and I think that's where a lot of the problem has been is that there was there's just been so much money put into tech. So all the money and all the brightest minds have decided to go into tech. so we're we're pushing computers and artificial intelligence and software and stuff like that. And so we've made incredible leaps and bounds in this technology. I'm not going to say that we haven't, but I feel like it has caused other things to atrophy because what all they're doing now is like, well, we're just going to throw a computer in that and that'll make it more efficient. And it's like, yeah, but there were, there's other things we can do to make the things around us better and not just add a computer to it. Like make time machines. Like make time machines. And here's the thing. Could, 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 could the American government have figured out how to create some kind of time machine that uses electromagnetism? Dude, yeah, they could have. They could have. And, and we don't know about them. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt they have some kind of manipulate time manipulation machine. Well, Chris, on a scale of one to five Morlocks, what do you give our Time Traveler Open Lines episode? Two and a half, three. The and it's it a shame because our two actual time travelers smashed it out of the park. Mm-hmm. But collectively, they they didn't show out. So I feel like I have to give it a little bit of a lower score. The clown story was pretty interesting. I did kind of like that one. That was that was pretty awesome. The UFO guy, the commander of the faculty, uh he was <laughs> not that great he was okay he was a good storyteller but the story was bad yeah but but then our two time travelers smashed it out of the park so i would give them fives because they were awesome they killed it um so I'll, I'll maybe i'll do that maybe i'll give five to our two time travelers and i'll give like two to everybody else I think that's fair. I was going to overall give the episode two in total because there just wasn't enough time travel, but that's how yeah. most of the time traveler open lines are. Um, the one that we got that we did for the Patreon was all time travelers and it was awesome. The problem with, again, and we've I've now mentioned it several times, but time traveling hurts people's brains. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to do well. So I can kind of see the... I can kind of see, you know, your average coast-to-coast head being like, I'd rather just talk about my weird clown story. Yeah, that's true. That's true because those are apparently abundant, Chris. Well, that will be our episode for this week. You can support the show at patreon.com slash coast-to-coast PM for as little as $2 a month to keep us on the air and keep us running, keeping us ad-free. Um, and you can email me, c 2 at gmail.com. And you can find Chris on Reddit, our coast-to-coast PM. That'll be the show. We'll see you next week. All conspiracy, all the time. Later.